Well, welcome back to Talk is for Schnooks. This is Jay Carden, your lovely host. I hope you all had a good weekend. I haven't made a, I hope you had a good Christmas, by the way. Um, haven't made a podcast in a while, but I thought I'd get right back into it. Um, that was Second Wind from Billy Joel. Uh, it's got me through a lot of hard times, and I hope you like it as well. Kind of talks about how you got to wait for uh, you're in a valley. You got to got to wait till your uh, emotional peak comes back along, and you'll get through it. Um, so what happened over the weekend? Uh, Trump vetoed the stimulus bill. I think he was gonna sign it today or something like that. They were gonna send like six hundred bucks to everybody, and then he was like, "No, we need to get all the junk out of it and send the people two thousand dollars." Okay. And I wasn't sure what ended up happening on it today, so we might just end up be getting 600 But I won't get it because I didn't file my taxes in 2019 because I didn't make enough. So maybe they'll go based on 2020 tax returns if they send it out in January, which is what I'm hoping on. Anyway, um, so uh, they also vetoed the defense bill, which also had a bunch of junk in it. Anyway, um... I think we're going to get into some Rick and Morty with absurdism. I know I've teased that a lot of other times before, but we're finally going to talk about it today. Uh, oh, I was watching, uh, I finally got got around to watching Joe Rogan's uh, podcast with Commander Fravor. He's the one that saw the Tic Tac. Uh, it was a thing that happened in 2004. They were flying. He was a naval pilot, and they were flying, and they saw this weird object, and it was, like darted in and out of existence, or in and out of their field of vision, within seconds with no apparent, uh, way of, uh, propulsion, like, they didn't have a propulsion, um, technique of moving forward, so, like, with planes, like, the exhaust comes out the back, and then, uh, it propels them forward, and, uh, they have an engine, but with this, it was weird, because it had, like, a, like, a gravity, gravity repulsion system, where it, like, created its own for, um, gra- gravitational field. So if you do that, you can move anywhere, like, up, down, sideways, uh, diagonal, in any direction. You don't have to worry about the uh, the forces acting on you. So it's incredible, an incredible thing. And they don't know where it came from. They don't know if it was aliens or what it was. But it was an, incredibly, an incredible story to hear. You should l- listen to it on uh, JRE on uh, Spotify. Um, but uh, what I wanted to talk about today mainly... Uh, I remember like a couple weeks ago, Biden's campaign manager, she called, uh, she was talking about those Republican efforts, and then it's just ironic because Biden always, since he supposedly won, he's talked about like building unity with Republicans, and very, very rich to hear that coming from her, and I saw somebody like trying to defend it, uh, defend it on Twitter, and, uh, or maybe not defend it, but, uh, it's like, oh yeah, you're getting so upset over, uh, her using the F word, like, you're so weak, and you're getting triggered, it's like, no, just don't say you don't want unity, and then act like that, but, uh, that's the thing about unity, isn't it, um, both sides have to compromise in a way that is, like, grounded in truth, uh, Stephen Crowder has talked about this a lot on his program, um, if a compromise is reached that isn't based in a true depiction of reality, then, uh, of what use is it, that's, that's the rich thing here, is if, if one side who is clearly in the wrong, uh, but is willing to compromise, makes an offer, and then that the side that's in the right rejects it, then it kind of makes the side that is uh, grounded in truth look bad, right? Like, if one side um, says, like, oh, yeah, I'll compromise, and the other side says no, then um, it automatically makes uh, the side that rejected it out to be the bad guy, even if they're really not. Um, 
So that would kind of be like if somebody like broke into your home, uh, stole a whole bunch of crap, and then you took them to court, and then they said, look, let's just say we all messed up, and uh, I'll give you half of your stuff back. Uh, everybody wins. It's like, no, because you're still, you stole it in the first place. And it's like, and then, then they could say to you, well, you're not the one that's willing to compromise, you stubborn, arrogant, stiff-necked scoundrel. Um, you're always certain that you're right. Like, that's another thing that, like, irks me about people is they'll say to somebody, like, well, you always think you're right. Like, well, yeah, when I'm right. Like, I I make sure that uh, an argument is sound before I open my mouth. Like, am I at fault for doing that? Do I need to concede defeat a certain percentage of times, uh, even when what I'm saying is true, in order to appear gracious? Like, I don't think so. Anyways, you should never compromise or say you want to heal with... Uh, someone or a group of people whose uh, actions and attitudes are not good ones. And guess what? They might even say the same thing about you, but that's okay. Their beliefs may not have the linchpin of self-evidence necessary to uh, prove it to be true. And in saying this in reference to our own political climate, um, I hope Republicans don't want to heal with Democrats. If Democrats like, okay, I'm a libertarian, by the way, and uh, like I'm not Republican or Democrat, but um, I, I think there's definitely problems with Republicans as well. Um, immigration and marijuana being a couple of them. And, like, but there's clearly one party who is who is more grounded in the principles that our country is founded on, okay? I think that's pretty self-evident there. But I don't want Republicans to heal with Democrats if Democrats don't admit their faults. Uh, such as, like, not condemning rioting this summer, um... While shaming other people for not wearing a mask. Remember that? Anytime, anytime Trump had a rally or something, it was a super spreader event. But if thousands of people went out and rioted, then uh, it was, there was nothing wrong with that. Like, COVID will go down in history as the wokest virus ever. It, w- it wouldn't affect people at, at leftist protests, but it would whenever the uh, the reason for gathering was a uh, right-wing event. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and maybe, they, maybe Democrats can also admit that uh, maybe they should quit blocking... Uh, protections for babies that survive abortion so they can receive emergency medical treatment instead of being left to die on a gurney like crying in pain that happened in ohio and don't tell me that abortion survivors don't exist because i watch videos of them all the time on live action check it out uh, they also can maybe admit that people losing their jobs uh, were the fault of democrat governors who shut down their businesses instead of trump who gave them the ppe they asked for i remember watching andrew cuomo he was like yeah trump early on in the pandemic, yeah, he gave us the stuff we needed, um, and I remember listening to Gretchen Whitmer, or reading a quote from her when I was watching Joe Rogan when he had Alex Jones on, and Alex Jones was like, yeah, she said, uh, she's trying to, uh, shut down the economy till, uh, Trump gets, so Trump doesn't get reelected, and I'm not sure you can apply, like, causal reasoning there, but what she said wasn't true, she said something along the lines of, I don't have the quote for me, but she said something along the lines of, uh, if you want your jobs back, if you want the economy to open, then you should vote for Biden, something like that. And I don't know if it was necessarily a, like a blackmail sort of thing, but it, it simply wasn't true. She was like putting all the blame on Trump for supposedly mishandling the pandemic when he did like the best he could in the circumstances that, uh, or provided him, and she's the one that shut down businesses, she's the one that shut down their economy, and trying to pass the blame onto Trump simply doesn't make any sense, Trump doesn't have uh, as much jurisdiction in Michigan as the governor of Michigan does, um, 
And you can't just say that like something that happens in America, anything that happens in America is a plus or minus for the for the for the president. Uh, so admitting those things would be a start, and then we can find healing. So to all the fence-sitters out there saying that, well, both sides need to come together, all right, to a certain extent, okay, to a certain extent, so to a certain degree. But if you think the blame is equal, then you either haven't been paying attention or you're so far tucked into bed with Karl Marx, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer that you're going to have to use Karl's beard as covers because there isn't a blanket in existence that can that can contain that much hot air, all right? Here's a good litmus test for uh, litmus test for those for whose fault a lack of unity is. Which side are the villains? Which side? Republicans, of course, right? They're the they're the bad guys. They're the bad guys. That's what uh, we're supposed to believe, isn't it? And and what do I mean by that? Like, so one side is constantly convincing you that the other are racist, sexist, bigots, and homophobes who want to put black people back in chains. That's a Joe Biden quote. Uh, and then the other side thinks that the other side's taxes are too high and, well, they call us mean names. I don't like that. So uh, which side there is um, really engaging in disharmony there? Like which side is using moral precepts and like virtue signaling to make sure that anybody that is associated with that group is immediately shamed and excised from society? Which side? Which side cancels people for having different opinions? Which side gets people fired for supporting Trump? Which side? Answer that and you'll find your source for discord and non-unity, okay? And finally, we should remember this, that unity is not the final cause that we should be seeking after. Unity is not the greatest purpose for which we should align our actions in pursuit of. Truth is, truth is the ultimate final cause, and truth is the greatest end goal. Seek for that first, and hopefully some degree of unity will follow. If not, at least you're living in truth. So while Antifa members attack Trump supporters and Biden still claims they are just an idea, well, guess where Biden can shove his unity? Seek truth. That's more important. Anyhow, that's something to munch on. Uh, I think we should get to some more of the fun stuff. Uh, I'm going to play for you a Rick and Morty clip, and then we're going to kind of dissect it. There's a lot to get into on this particular clip. I'm going to pull it up. Um, let's see here. I'm going to play it for you. We might have to play it a couple times. I'm not sure, but here we go. Hey, uh, you doing okay? I kind of know how you feel, Summer. No, you don't. You're the little brother. You're not the cause of your parents' misery. You're just a symptom of it. Can I show you something? Morty, no offense, but a drawing of me you made when you were eight isn't going to make me feel like less of an accident. That out there? That's my grave. Wait, what? On one of our adventures, Rick and I basically destroyed the whole world. So we bailed on that reality, and we came to this one. Because in this one, the world wasn't destroyed. And in this one, we were dead. So we came here, and, and we buried ourselves, and we took their place. And every morning, Summer, I eat breakfast 20 yards away from my own rotting corpse. So you're not my brother? I'm better than your brother. I'm a version of your brother you can trust when he says don't run. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's going to die. Come watch TV. All right, so there's a lot to get into there. So the context of the clip is, I think I think uh, Summer just found out that she was like wasn't planned uh, when her her parents had her, and, uh, and Morty's trying to offer uh, um, trying to offer uh, 
aid to her and trying to make her feel better, trying to offer a consolation to her, and she doesn't really want to hear any of it. Uh, so what he does there is that he's like saying that nobody has, nobody, like everybody's an accident and nobody has any meaning, so like she's not the only one. And it's a noble thing by Morty to try and make her feel better, but we will see where the philosophical sort of components are kind of contradictory in that sense. Um, so I think that uh, the real analysis of that question is in the real linchpin of that line is um, nobody belongs anywhere, nobody exists on purpose, we're all going to die. Come watch TV. Um, so I think uh, I think belonging is an important part and also a search of, for meaning in a human person's life. If you've ever read uh, *Man's Search for Meaning* by Viktor Frankl, he was uh, he was in the Holocaust and he was in a um, I can't remember if it was Dachau or uh, Auschwitz, but he was in one of the death camps and uh, he survived. And he talked about trying to find meaning in his suffering, and it really uh, alleviated his um, suffering and gave him a sense of uh, a sense of purpose in in what he was doing and um, what he was going through there. It's a really incredible book, and you should check it out. Um, so, I don't know. I just think that uh, when in Morty's attempt to make his sister feel better, I think he's he's kind of uh, he's kind of deconstructing his own argument there. Um, first of all, I just want to say that uh, like he's not eating breakfast. Uh, like what do you say, forty feet or um, whatever? I can't remember what he said. 40 feet away from his uh, dead body because that's not his body because he's talking there like that's a ver- like he said it's a version of himself like if he if he was a glo- ghost that would be different like if it was an immaterial version of himself eating some court- sort of spiritual breakfast that would be different but um, it's not him because his body is there eating breakfast if it was his body in the grave there would be no body to digest the breakfast that was he was eating um so that's the first point there, and uh, another point is, I think that uh, people in the comment section were arguing whether this was like a nihilist argument or uh, an absurdist one. So like nihilism is like nothing, nothing matters really. The universe is entirely meaningless, and uh, everything in it, there's no purpose of doing anything really. And then absurdism is like following along those same lines like the universe is irrational and uh, meaningless and that the only meaning that exists is the one that you construct for yourself so those are kind of the difference between those two uh, strains of thought I think uh, existentialism kind of follows along those same lines same lines but you can come to different conclusions from them um, so I think that uh, with this question, with this search for meaning, I think it is all, of course, hinged on whether you believe in God or not, and the writers of um, Rick and Morty don't seem to believe in God, uh, which is fine. I mean, it's I can see how it's hard to accept that sometimes, but uh, let's be honest about what we're talking about here. Um, if there isn't any God, then of course there's no meaning. If there is a God, then there definitely is. So, and when we say that, like, the meaning you would have in your life would be from truth and goodness itself. So the thing that created you, the the uh, reality that created you and created you for uh, had a sp- specific intention and specific intention in mind when it created you. And 
your actions um, inclining you towards the fulfillment of that uh, goal would be the meaning in your life. So if God exists, then uh, serving him and uh, fulfilling the mission that he put you on earth here for would be the meaning in your life. And you wouldn't necessarily have to construct it, um, which I think takes place in absurdism. Um, but I'm going to get to some of the comments here, so I, I think they're pretty interesting, and I think it kind of highlights highlights uh, my view on it, and we can look at those and figure out whether uh, they're in line with reality or not. And I'm going to pull that up on my phone. Sorry if there's any noise. Let's see here. I'm going to look at some of these comments, and then I'll probably play you out with some dust in the wind, and I think that's a pretty good uh, song for what the subject matter is. So I'm going to move on over to the comments. And, all right, the first person says, uh, Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everyone is going to die. And the sooner people get that through their heads, the better and easier it is to get through life. So that may make sense on the surface there, but think about what this person is saying. They're in a universe that's irrational and meaningless. They're still constructing a value hierarchy and saying that some actions are better than others. Like, they're saying, you should take this action instead of this action so you can have a better life. Like, why is that? So you can have more meaning? So you can have more happiness? I thought the universe that you constructed that ideology and mindset was inherently meaningless. So that doesn't necessarily make any sense. Unless, maybe this person, maybe I'm just not reading it right, maybe this person is saying that you can recognize that that truth exists. And uh, recognizing that truth is a good in itself instead of something that would necessarily serve as a catalyst to, to uh, improve one's own existence. Maybe that's where they're coming from, but I'm not sure. But uh, I'm probably wrong because this person has 594 likes on their comment because that's what determines truth. Anyway, uh, the next comment says, The meaninglessness of life, in the end, is not a good reason to avoid living it. Just do you the best you can with what meaning you can create for yourself. It may seem insignificant to others, but by its own definition, their opinion ain't shit. So that's an interesting take, and I'm not trying to rip on these people. I think they're coming from good intentions, and they're obviously seeking meaning in their own life. Um, and maybe looking to Rick and Morty as a sort of, sort of consolation when they can't find it. Uh, but I think that's pretty sad, and I don't think they necessarily need to do that. Um, but anyway, I love Rick and Morty, by the way. This isn't, like, like an overt criticism of the show. I just think that sometimes the philosophical uh, sort of ideas presented in the show maybe could use a little tweaking. Um, but anyway, let's... Uh, so for this comment, uh, I think it is assuming an objective reality. It's making the assumption that objective reality exists but it's got coming from a subjective mindset. So it's saying that, like, okay, nothing is, is meaningful. Life is meaningless. Um, and then it's saying that you need to construct for yourself your own meaning, but that's still telling a subjective individual that's within the subjective confines of your mind to construct that meaning, but it's telling every single individual to do it. So it's saying the meaning doesn't exist unless you construct it for yourself. But it's saying that's true for every single person. So it's saying that only the sub subjective reality exists, 
but it's assuming an objective one. So there's a definitive contradiction there. I hope I th think you all can see that. Um, so for the third comment, uh, this one's pretty interesting. Uh, it quotes the show again. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's going to die. Come watch TV. This may sound funny, but come watch TV is an important part of this quote. I feel it means that even though you are aware of the first part, you must continue forward and live your life to the best of your ability. So the problem with this, though, is that... Think about if you, if I said this. No actions have meaning. Let's go do this action. See See how that's contradictory? And that may be the point of it, but it's still recognizing that you still have to recognize that those two things are nonsensical there you can say that you can say that's the commentary itself but you have to recognize that it doesn't make any sense like you can say that life is inherently uh, meaningless and stuff and that nothing you do makes sense but you have to but at the end of the day that proposition and that philosophy make no sense so if you're looking for things that don't make sense then you can follow that philosophy but i like things that make sense um so, basically, you can't really, you can't like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say on the one hand, like, well, nothing means anything in this universe, but uh, there, and no meaning exists, but I'm going to go construct this meaning for myself. Like, like I don't think that's any better. Uh, I don't think that's any better. Um, it's pretty enticing to be sure, but... Uh, a little voice tells me something's off there. Uh, like, at least nihilists are honest. Like, they'll say, like, nothing means anything. Like, I don't know if they mean that sentence as well. And that's another thing. Maybe these people are, like, confined by the language that they use. Uh, and there exists a reality that they cannot express because the language itself is inherently contradictory. But I think it's more likely that they can't express it and it's contradictory because it's not true. That's at least my take on it. Uh, but just don't act like absurdism is like a higher path, or is it all true? Because it simply doesn't make any sense, Liz, uh, for the reasons I've stated previously. Um, a lot of times it, it just seems like people that are nihilists or absurdists or atheists are like, well, I don't need a god to rely on for my meaning. I construct it for myself. Like, okay, but what gives you the power to be able to do that in a meaningless universe? If a meaningless person creates meaning, then that if you, if a meaningless person creates meaning, then that thing is an entirely meaningless action to do. Um, it's like drawing a square for yourself, drawing a rectangle, boxing yourself in, and saying anything in this box is entirely irrational and meaningless but we're going to put a bunch of little individuals in there and they can construct meaning for themselves even though i've already said that anything in this box doesn't make sense so it automatically cancels the argument out right from the get-go uh so for me at least it's god or nothing okay um if god exists meaning exists if he doesn't meaning doesn't exist everything else is just uh uh where uh creatures reacting to stimuli and um there's hardly anything else than that. And the whole, like, come watch TV part, like, if the first part is true, that, like, nothing means anything, nobody belongs anywhere, then the ple pleasure wouldn't have any meaning anyway, either. So it's, like, it's an, an entirely self-contradictory. 
But anyway, I'm going to play you out with some Dust in the Wind. I think that's entirely appropriate for what we're talking about today. And nobody's saying, like, you need to go, like, out and kill yourself or something. Um, It's just, I'm just commenting on a philosophy that some people accept and some people don't. Um, There's a lot to live for in this world, and uh, you are valuable, all right? Um, So I'm going to play you out with some Dust in the Wind, and... Hopefully that will lift your spirits. If not, you can listen to something else. I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, let's see. I need to make a uh, another another uh, music video with my sister. Uh, we made a remake of uh, Billy Joel's song one time, The Longest Time. It was pretty funny. I might have to put that back on public. It's a little bit embarrassing because the audio is a little off, and I was like, six years younger, so I was kind of a nerd, but I might have to release that for y'all. Anyway, here's some dust in the wind. Um, It's been awesome talking to y'all again. I've missed it, and we're going to start doing this more regularly. I think I'm maybe I'm going to start doing it on like Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays, something like that. Maybe like Tuesday, maybe like uh, Monday, and maybe I'll have stuff up by like Monday or every Monday and Wednesday morning. Maybe we can do that. Anyway, uh, stay snarky as hell out there, people. Don't stay woke. Anyway, here's some dust in the wind. That was Dust in the Wind by Kansas. Uh, it's a pretty good song. It has a lot of um, existentialist themes to it. Um, it's been great talking with you all again. I'll see you next time.